Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Memory is a fleeting thing. When we think about a person long removed from our lives, we think we remember exactly the way that person looked, how tall they stood, the color of their eyes, the sissy of their walk, or the stilettos they wore to that one show. However, oftentimes our memories are flawed. While we can mostly recall our friends and loved ones at a moment's notice, what about a close acquaintance? How about a friend of a friend's? What about a passing stranger? It gets a lot harder, doesn't it? Each step removed, whether it is by personal degree, or in this case time, our memories fade. And while photographs and videos may bring you some quick glimpse, do they actually give this person life? Does it put them out there in the world where tangible things reside? Or does it just show you a ghost of what once was? Despite how well you think you know someone, can you ever uncover who they really are beneath the surface? Join your hosts, Dustin Ballard, and me, Michael Ryan, as we work to answer this question. A question that has driven our travels across the continent, from national park to national park, and from coast to coast. Where in the world is April Showers, and who is she really? Beautiful. Wow. Wow. Stunning, really. And uh, came up to the bar, asked uh, to speak to whoever booked, so she got me, right? And uh, asked if she could do a set. She went up. She was great. I mean, she was great. I would book her in a second. But she got up. She did it. She did a second set. And then she disappeared. I I didn't see her again. You're listening to The Photo Album, Part 1. For the longest time, I had a real fear of drag queens. Well, maybe not a fear so much as an aversion. I'm pretty sure that clowns played a role into this because I never really was fond of clowns as a kid. I think that, coupled with me being in the closet for most of my youth, made me avoid the issue altogether until I was in college. Here I really got to open up a lot more and broaden my horizons. At a bar called Bob and Barbara's, 
I saw my first queen. She wasn't a glitzy, highly polished-looking individual, but rather some guy who looked pretty good, but who also still had his beard and chest hair. It changed the game for me a little. It made me feel like drag was more accessible and that even bad drag was funny. It allowed that wall I had put up in my youth to come tumbling down. Drag is first and foremost a performance. It is separate from gender identity and sexual orientation. It is most often men dressed as women, but really anyone can do drag. Simply put, drag is the elevation of bending gender into a performance for an audience. Gender is, at its core, a performance. Drag takes this mundane daily performance of gender that many of us do every day as we navigate the world and turns it into an elevated artistic performance for an audience. There are drag queens and drag kings all over the world who have been entertaining us for centuries. Some say the word drag comes from the long dresses that would drag behind on the ground behind the performer, or from the days of William Shakespeare. Women weren't allowed on stage in Elizabethan England, so young men played the female roles dressed as girls, and they shortened the phrase dressed as girl to an acronym, drag. While drag has entered the mainstream with RuPaul's Drag Race, its roots will always be in performance, subversion, and illusion. It may seem like a naive attempt, this investigation, this ceaseless travel from national park to national park, but in our minds, it's the realest thing. It's the question that has kept us up most nights, and really the thing that drove us to travel together in the first place. Mike and I had been friends for years, but it wasn't until a much deeper dive into our shared experience with a fleeting stranger named April Showers that we forged an unbreakable bond. This bond had already taken us to 15 sites across the U.S., following clues, chasing a mystery, hoping after each trip that this is the end. This is where we put our search to rest for good. You may be wondering, why come forward with this story now? Frankly, it just feels like the right time. It began with our trip to Florida. So did you, did you see a... a like a drag queen last night wearing a white cat suit? Uh, no. N- no, I don't think so. I, I did see a queen wearing uh, this red silky number. Uh, I saw another one wearing this sort of 80s-inspired workout outfit. But no, no, I, didn't, I don't think I saw anybody with that. Okay, thanks so much. It was an important trip in our friendship. We learned we could travel with each other and sleep in the same bed in a non-sexual way. But it was an important trip because of who we met. After a thoroughly exhausting 18 hours in the car and crashing at my uncle's, we got up and we went to see our friend John. In a production of The Tempest, John's an actor. He's tall, lanky, and stands with a gentle command. He was playing Trinculo, a role that left him covered in mud by the end of the second half. After the show, we met John in the dressing rooms to congratulate him and to make a plan for the rest of the night. We were both pretty tired, but decided that we should probably have some beers and relax a little bit before a jam day in Disney the next day. He gave us the address of a bar and said to head out and that he would only be a few minutes behind us. 
He still had mud to wash off his skin. We headed off to an industrial bar not far from the theater. Bare bones, chic, wooden spools for tabletops, cinder block interior, string lights everywhere, an outdoor seating area in the back that also looked like someone typed industrial aesthetic into Pinterest and just went full tilt. We got there way ahead of John, and he said to just go in and sit. We hadn't really eaten much that day. All we had in us was the dose of the tireds and Waffle House from around 7 a.m., and all of the hunger. There was a taco truck across the street from the bar, so we got out of the car and made our way there. And as we rounded the corner, we saw her. Hi, thank you so much for talking to us. So, um, we were at the bar last night, and, um... We interacted with um, this drag queen who called herself April Showers, and um, anyway, we thought she might be back here tonight. But um, but you were you were here last night, right? I of course, you of were. course, every weekend. Oh, do you work around here? I do, I do. I work in a little coffee shop down the block. And are there like a lot of drag performers that come through here? Oh, girl, girl. Yes. All the time. I mean, All it is, the time. It is Orlando. I it's, mean, we would understand. It's a, it's a very vibrant scene. And so, um, but, well, maybe my question is, like, has, have you ever seen, like, a, uh, a queen like this? I mean, maybe... I mean, I see drag queens all the time. I don't necessarily know their names, but like the, um, she had on this like white jumpsuit that had like national park patches all over it. No, I'm no fringe and sequins is more the order of the day around here. Okay. Oh well, thank you. Thank you so much. No, no problem. Your time. She was this stunning queen who was wearing this tight white jumpsuit almost as though she had fallen straight out of an 80s music video. A glitzy sweat brand across her forehead and teased out hair, complete with black stilettos. But covering the white spandex bodysuit were colorful, embroidered patches from many of the national parks. The worn backpack draped over her shoulder made it clear to us that she had finished all of her numbers for the evening and was headed out. We stood in line as she finished her order, trying not to be caught staring at her carefully crafted look all the while mouthing admirations to each other back and forth. John messaged us to say that he still had about 20 minutes of cleanup to do before he could leave. So after we order food and step to the side, her order was up. She grabbed her order and began to walk away. She wasn't far down the block before we noticed that she had dropped something below the food window. It was her license. We yelled after her, not really getting her attention as other people were flowing down the street. Finally, we looked at the license and realized what we needed to do. Walter, we both shouted. She turned and began to walk back our way. She said something to the effect of, you boys just saved me an awful lot of trouble trying to get a new Idaho license when you're all the way down in Florida. She thanked us some more, but asked us never to call her Walter again. Call me April Showers, she said, and then offered us some company while we all ate. She was friendly sociable, good at conversation. I would have guessed she were a Libra. She asked us about ourselves, our travels, our friendship. We filled her in with all of the highlights. Her jokes were sharp, though warm, and she seemed to know exactly what line to toe to get a laugh. We chatted for what felt like an hour, and while her lightness shone first, I couldn't help but detect a trace of underlying pain. 
her humor began to feel like a well-oiled coping mechanism for something much darker. We all have pain, but hers resonated. We shared our love of drag names and showed her the list we share on our phones and update constantly. She said that her favorite drag names were puns too, and she laughed when we showed her names like Minnie Van Driver and Seance. And she also told us that she had just met another queen named Anna Ferris Wheel. When we asked her how she got her name, April Showers, she offered an anecdote about how her birthday was in April and that blue was her favorite color. But after an odd silence, she offered more. She told us that she was raised by her grandmother and that her grandmother's name was April, and that when she was young and upset, her grandmother would always tell her, you can't have the rainbow without the rain. And so her drag name, April Showers, was a way to remember her grandmother. She also spoke of other drag queens who used the name April Showers, but she said that that name was really important to her. So she wasn't bothered by other queens who also go by that name. When we asked about the national park patches on her outfit, she told us that her grandmother had had this dream of visiting all of America's national parks, but that she had died before she was able to complete that dream. So she was going to complete it for her. Her plan was to hike through the national parks and book some drag gigs at night in nearby bars to pay for it. And from what she told us, her plan was working. She had just come from the Everglades National Park and was about to make her way up the East Coast to see Congaree, Shenandoah, and then eventually Acadia. Out of her large duffel bag, she pulled this old photo album. Pasted into the pages were Polaroid prints of beautiful landscapes. She told us that in the front were the pictures her grandmother took, and in the back were the new Polaroids that she had taken to add to the album. April's Polaroids also contained the images of the bars where she would book gigs. This photo album was like a vintage archive of the American landscape. The two of us were hypnotized by this photographic time capsule. As we flipped the pages, we got lost in the photos. For a moment, we were frozen, distilled by our own fascination. When we finally looked up, we realized that we had not even touched our burritos. And another thing. April was gone. We sat there with her photo album, while this new friend of ours and her bag were nowhere in sight. We looked all through the bar. We looked everywhere. She was nowhere. After not finding her, we thought that maybe she was tired and decided to head out, and that maybe she would be back the following night so that we could return her photo album to her. So we went back. The next night, after a long day through the Disney parks, we returned to the same bar. We asked some folks that we had recognized from the night before if they had seen her. We also asked our friend John. So have you have you ever seen her before when you've come here after shows? No, I don't I don't think so. What does she look like again? I mean, she had the white cat suit on with all the National Park cat shows. No, definitely. I don't, I don't ever remember seeing anyone like that. But you come here after all I mean, of all your the, shows. All the time, but I don't ever remember seeing a performance like that. Definitely not. 
This was most people's answers. No one seemed to remember her. And it seemed that we were stuck with this precious family heirloom that was not yet complete. At this time, we entertained some other thoughts, too. Was this some mayfly drag queen making an appearance for one night only? Was this even her photo album? We didn't see the Polaroid camera. There was only one recent Polaroid in the album with a person in it. It was the silhouette of someone staring into a desert sunset. It could have been her, but it also could have been someone else. Had we really met someone the night before? Or had we been fooled? The most recent photo in the album was of a bar. And after some Googling, we found that it was a bar a little south of Orlando, a bit closer to the Everglades. So we made a slight detour. And we talked to the bartender. So thank you so much for talking to no us. No problem, no problem. Um, so you're the bartender here? I am, yeah. Mm-hmm. How long have you been here? Oh, God, 12 years. 12 forever. Years? Yeah, okay. I've been here for 12 years. Do you live, um, were you from Florida originally? I'm not, no. I'm, uh, I'm from the Northeast, yeah. Um, so. I heard that you book all of the performers that come through this bar. I, yeah, I book them here. I book another joint called the Corner Pocket, you know, around town. Oh, around town. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um... We were looking through this photo album, and this is where we saw the photo of this bar, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. what brought us here. Okay. We were curious if you had ever booked a drag performer that called herself April Showers. I've never heard that name, no. Okay, well, she sort of, well, when the night we saw her, she was in, like, this white cat suit, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she had National Park patches all over her. Okay, it. that part I remember, white cat suit. I see 100 white oh, cat yeah, suits yeah, a yeah. day, but I, the, the National Park thing, yeah, yeah, okay, I know okay. about her. Yeah. All right. Uh, she came in, beautiful, wow, wow, stunning, really, and uh, came up to the bar, asked uh, to speak to whoever booked, so she got me, right, and uh, asked if she could do a set. She went up. She was great. I mean, she was great. I would book her in a second. But she got up. She did it. She did a second set. And then she disappeared. I, I didn't see her again. Oh, she didn't come back again any other time? No, actually, that was kind of weird because uh, I was going to give her some money. And uh, she was truly awesome. And I was going to get her information so that I could call her again, have her booked here, booked another place. But, uh, no, she just disappeared. Honestly, I was kind of pissed because you don't just walk out. You friggin' talk to me before you leave. That was a little rude. But, you know, she seemed really professional at the beginning there. That's why I even let her go up. I, she didn't tell me her name, though. Did you see... Was she holding this photo album? Have you seen this album before? I've seen the out. I haven't seen inside of it. I saw the cover of it, but I haven't seen it. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, anytime. It's moments like this where the heart takes over. We believe her. We believe she exists. And therefore, she deserves to have her photo album back. We just have to find her. This has been The Photo Album, Part 1. Stay tuned for part two.